0: This is a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, The Business Station. Shall we begin? (laughs) (laughs) Expecto Patronum.
1: (laughs) 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 Pooh Bear, there's one thing we didn't do today. And what thing might that be?
0: Nothing, Christopher Robin, what exactly is doing nothing? It's when people say, what are you two doing? And we say, oh, nothing. And we do it. This is sort of a nothing thing we're doing right now. Well, then we must do it again tomorrow. And the tomorrow after. And the tomorrow following that. Pooh Bear, what if someday there came a tomorrow when we were apart? As
1: long as we're apart together we shall certainly be fine.
0: If ever there's a tomorrow when we're not together there's something you must remember. You're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. (laughs) Oh, that's easy. We're braver than a bee And uh, longer than a tree, and taller than a goose. Or uh, was that a moose? (laughs) (laughs) No silly old bear. BFM 89.9, it's 7.39 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is our Thursday Supercut. You're with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And today we've got... I think hopefully an interesting supercut for you because we are exploring the lessons that we've learned from film and television over the years. The stuff that we've internalised, the stuff that we just found useful, helpful, maybe outright wrong, which we can get to later. And that's why we started with Winnie the Pooh.
1: Oh, is anyone else just melting inside? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was lovely. That was so lovely. Winnie the Pooh and Calvin and Hobbes, the literary counterpart, um, are up there for me in terms of animated or, or, or cartoon characters that shouldn't be as profound as they are. But every time I hear something like this, I'm like, oh, so many things to learn and remember.
2: Yeah, Um I also think that uh, we've done this show long enough. I think to know that uh, everyone who's listening, uh, everyone who's joining us on the show, is sort of on the same wavelength. So they might have also uh, learned things from movies and TV shows. Because if we're talking about this to a different crowd, the wrong crowd, they're like, "You learn life lessons from movies and TV shows? Like, where were your parents? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you not go to school? Or?
0: I mean, my life lessons are almost <laughs> exclusively from movies, from and movies TV and TV shows. shows, and books, and books, and so books. Books. In books, yeah, but yeah books. otherwise 100%. I mean, yeah. I, I have to be honest that when we having having agreed upon this show, all of us were like, Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then I have to admit, I went through like a little bit of a facetious tailspin when we were trying to come up with clips. I'm like, ha, 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 Don't go in the water when there's a shark and an evil mayor, ha, ha, ha. like <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Which, to be clear, is a valid lesson yeah. if you are in a hillside, a hillside, if you're in a beach site place where they seem to thrive on tourism and there's like weird red patches in the water and a mayor going, yeah go in like no (laughs) but but that's not the kind of lesson we're talking Mm. about today i think we're talking about the the stuff that then we decide to take on and and become you know almost and use as guiding life philosophies
1: yes um or perhaps in another sense I feel like the first time I learned about, for instance, racism. The first time I learned about why it's important that you give everyone a fair shot at something, um, why it's important that you're kind, or why you—it's mm. important that everybody be given a voice. All of these things are things I learned um, from books, like Lynn said, but in a much more vivid way from movies and TV. And those are also lessons that I think um, can be really important. And because Life is complex and complicated, right? And often movies and TV shows distill these lessons down in a way that is memorable, um, accessible, and um, kind of
2: just sticks with you. I mean, just like Winnie the Pooh, right? Stuffed toy, animal, yellow bear. (laughs) Um, But his way of life and his Zen approach to everything, it's like the bear figured out adulthood, Way before it actually began, um, I can I can safely say that um, I've learned stuff from movies and TV shows more than any kind of self-help book or motivational bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> even now, right, I, I think Winnie the Pooh is one of the first characters that I ever saw. I'm pretty sure I was introduced to him even before memory, like even before I was one. Um, and some of the things that he has said about life and about doing nothing, about taking things slow, about just, just chilling out And not overthinking things are things that I remember like 30 plus, 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 plus years later. Um, And and I I honestly can't remember quotes from books that I've read more than stuff that I've watched. Okay, I have a question.
0: um, Because the thing about Winnie the Pooh is that he is a bear that likes honey, loves honey, um, loves his friends, loves Christopher Robin. But that's it, right? I mean, that's... That's what Pooh Bear is about. Mm. Hence, this idea or this philosophy of like, hey, you know, today is a gift. <laughs> that that whole yeah. premise, right? Um, and therefore, Winnie the Pooh in general is not moralizing. Uh, Winnie the Pooh is not invested in telling Christopher Robin, hey, in order to serve your country, you know what you need to do? Go and join a factory. Like, like he's not. <laughs> 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 Even though the times that they were oh living God. in, he could totally have done that. Yeah. Like, you know what you need to go boarding school and then make (laughs) tanks. Like, they're not about that. Um, And I think that there's something to be said, um, and maybe it's best said early, that there's value in taking away lessons, or perhaps there's more value in taking away lessons when the movies and shows aren't intent on showing morals. I think children Mm. are more sensitive to this than we give them credit for. I think most of us will have remembered this as children, that when you're watching something and the moral at the end is don't steal because stealing is bad. I mean, yeah, you internalise that, but then it doesn't necessarily become like a thing that you remember forever and ever because it's a moral. And there's a difference between learning a moral and having Gaining an insight, I think. Oh, Mm. I love that distinction. And I think it's so important
1: to make, right? Because moralising also implies a sort of superiority. Um, I'm coming at you from a place that I know what's right and I'm going to tell you. And there are movies that do that. There are shows that do that. But I would bet that they are not the ones that you end up remembering years and years ago Um, one of the films speaking of disney really one of the films that i debated uh, suggesting for today but then decided not to was fox and the hound Um, and again there's no real moral position to that story but it's such an important life lesson as a kid an incredibly painful one as well um, to be taught about friendships and how friendships change and they don't last they don't always last and that's maybe okay It's okay to grow up to be different people. That's not a lesson that's easy to teach. But somehow when you watch something like Fox and the Hound, you feel it.
2: I don't know if that's the secret ingredient to getting kids especially to remember uh, stuff from these movies Um, this is going to sound so dark but a little bit of sadness, uh, a a bit of sadness in their storytelling um, Mm. you know stuff that they're going to go through in life the big emotions, Uh, the big emotions Mm. the really big emotions Um, Disney was so good at tackling those things and now I think um, more recently Pixar has taken over that mantle so they they do it super super well but early Disney um, and even the, the new Christopher robin movie that came out, i think five years ago four years ago with, with donald
0: the, gleason uh, oh yeah with uh,
2: ewan mcgregor
0: ah yes yeah the
2: mm. the more fun one too.
0: Oh, that's right yeah yeah
2: um even that with the the cgi winnie the pooh was a really really sweet movie that had all the same messages and it dealt with a grown-up christopher robin which i which i thought worked um yeah, that's one studio that really knows how to how to get you with their lessons.
0: So we're talking today about the lessons, the life lessons that we've learned from film and TV. Not just when we were kids, but when we were older in general. The things that we watched that made us go, huh. Yeah, going to take that on. Uh, we'd like to hear what yours are. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, before we head to our next clip, I wanted to talk about Three Idiots because um, Three Idiots comes up an awful lot when you think about, at least for me, when you think about life lessons. And maybe it's saying something about this like late stage capitalism that we're living in. <laughs> but, but I feel like despite the fact that it's more than 10 years. How many years mm, oh God, old? How it's, can it be more than 10 years? But yes, yeah. Yeah. it's it's more yeah. than 10 years old now. Um, if anything, the the message of pursuing things for passion rather than money, um, of letting success come rather than chasing it, you know, at, at all, uh, with, you know, giving it all, the valuing of your friendships, all of that, is it more relevant today than it ever was? I feel like maybe so. I feel like Three
1: Idiots always feels relevant. Each mm. time I watch it, I feel uplifted by it. Um, and, and, you know, the the overarching lesson, of course, is also the power of optimism, which is a hard sell. It's really a hard sell and can so easily feel preachy. And corny. And corny. Yeah. But the movie manages to strike just the right tone and actually leaves you feeling like you have a more optimistic view of life.
2: I feel there are very few movies in that uh, that bracket. Uh, Forrest Gump is another one. Mm. Uh, you can watch it at like any any year, any time. However old that movie is, I think the story still like remains. Um, I haven't seen Three Idiots in such a long time that I've forgotten a lot of what that movie was about. But I think like it's time for a uh, revisit. You could learn Soon. to
1: deliver
0: a baby with just tools available in your <laughs> in your room. Via webcam. <laughs> Via webcam. Yeah, on a ping pong table. <laughs> I rewatched it fairly recently, so it's very fresh. Um, okay, we're talking today about life lessons that we've learned from film and TV. We want to know um, what are some lessons you've learned and what have you learned them from? Which shows? Which movies? WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. In the meantime, here's a very recognisable bit of Three Idiots.
1: Life, oh, out of control, oh toko karga girl
0: Katchikata,
1: Kachikadao, Kachikata, Yeah O toco Karka girl, see tip a jackable Kachikita, Kachikada, Kachikita Life O out of control, O toko karga girl, oh toko kark a girl, see tip a jack a ball कि क्या जाने अंडे का क्या होगा अरे लाइफ में या तवे पे फ्राई होगा Brainy, fancy material. BFM
2: 89.9.
0: What now, Grandpa? You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out with this surgery because you're scared. And you're scared because if you
2: try and fail, there's only you to blame. Well, Missy, let me break this down for you, Bobbo style. Life is scary. Get used to it.
0: And then it seemed like Dr. Kelso wasn't only talking to her. There are
1: no magical fixes. It's all up to you.
0: So get up off your keister, get out of here and go start doing the work.
1: What if it's too hard?
0: Yeah, what if it's too hard? and I have no idea why you're chiming in, but I'll say this to both of you. Nothing in this world that's worth having comes easy. BFM 89.9, it's 7.51. You're listening to Popcorn Culture. Our supercut tonight is all about life lessons from movies and TV. And I can already tell it's going to be kind of a weepy show. Uh, I I never mm -hmm. thought Bob Kelso, Dr. Bobbo Kelso (laughs) Uh from Scrubs would be, you know, having me... All in my
2: feels. Oh, but to be fair, Scrubs can hit you in oh, the Scrubs feels. Oh, Scrubs does it all uh, the time. Yeah. They use you like a punching bag mm. sometimes. Some episodes.
1: Um, I'm, re- I'm re-watching it because I recently discovered all of the episodes are available on a streaming service. Lynn mm. um, opened my eyes to that fact. And it's still so good. And I started watching Scrubs just when I started college. And I felt like maybe that was the perfect time to learn these life lessons because they are also learning what, it's like to exist in the adult world, right? And there's something about the balance of actual real-life tragedies with the humour, and they always manage to strike the right note. So, again, like you said earlier about Disney, actually, maybe it's exactly that, the ability to acknowledge the little bit sad um, while also keeping things light and entertaining. I've learned so much from Scrubs.
2: Also, I think it's one of the few sitcoms that have aged well. Um, I, I caught a few episodes. Like, like I don't normally do the the in sequence thing. Like, I just jump around episodes. Um, and compared to stuff like How I Met Your Mother um, and a few other sitcoms from from it's time i think scrubs is one of those things that has aged pretty well and you can still watch the episodes the, the jokes still land the humor still works um and the lessons like they 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 still work they still function the way they are supposed to i think it doesn't work with shows that sort of you can dissect today, like in today's like 2023 standards. And when that falls apart, then it's hard to pull lessons from those shows because I'm sure there were others uh, during their time, but they don't seem to work anymore.
0: So I'm not sure that there were others that were as explicitly about lessons. And I I think Mm. it's because the Scrubs... The Scrubs premise is not just the Sacred Heart Hospital and the rest of it. It's about a doctor, a young doctor entering the space and being determined to learn. Like the central relationship in JD's life for the first chunk of the series is Dr. Cox and it's based on this idea of a mentorship. So I think the premise of the show is built on the learning and the life lessons. Again, not in a preachy self-help kind of way, just in a life is messy here, are some things to help you deal with it. So maybe unlike say, I mean, its sister show is The Office. Both on nbc the office doesn't leave you with life lessons not mm. every episode does mm. anyway sometimes but scrubs always does because it's predicated on jd walking in and going a hospital can feel like a whatever <laughs> and then you know leaving with some days mm. i realized that song. Mm.
1: yeah it's also the lessons are never just one person is it it's never just perry you know yelling at jd um everybody gets to be the one who learns and everybody gets to be the one who teaches Uh, because there are some episodes where the janitor teaches you a lesson. Um, And I kind of love that because it also has this... That thing that you want, right, where everyone has their flaws, no one's actually perfect, but everyone's just trying to be a better person. Um, There's something about that that's really very sweet.
2: You know what I think is a a spiritual successor to Scrubs in the best way? Um, Also a show that Lynn introduced uh, to us, uh, Abbott Elementary. Um I think it Oh it, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I think it works in the same way it it also has like a janitor who is very wise and giving you like life lessons. is it really odd. Really <laughs> odd. Um also there are jobs in the occupations but I think it's it's a good follow up to something like scrubs. It has the same spirit and that same uh, you learn things like you learn things from from you know every episode.
0: So again just a quick mention, uh, we want to know what are uh, some of the life lessons that you've learned from films and TV and uh, what films and TV did you learn those lessons from? We want to know both, the lesson and the thing. Um, the thing that you watched it in. You can WhatsApp 018 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, Stargazer on Twitter saying, love the Scrubs shout out by the way, I learn something new every time I rewatch watch it. Um, and they also say, Glass Onion taught me not to be fooled by people who use buzzwords and fancy jargon and that it's okay to cope <laughs> people out when they're having delusions of grandeur. Did not think Glass Onion was going to come up today, so that's a nice one. But it's it's a, a good it's a good lesson. It's yeah. a true lesson. Yes. It's a very good one. Yeah. Um, okay, ahead of our next clip. So this one is almost a shared clip, partly because it's so influential uh, for all three of us. We've talked extensively about... I'm pausing because what is it? Is it a... It's, could you call it a hexology? Yes. Yeah. It kind of is, right, in essence. Um, because both... Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit feature hobbits, and in hobbits are lessons galore. How do I even begin? Like how many? There's mm. so many from the many meals, elevenses. Well, clearly the most important yeah. one: uh, the power of friendship. One cannot live on lembas bread. I'm hungry. I think.
1: I know. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I I feel like the Lord of the Rings is one of those movies that, because of how defining they are, um, and because. Actually, it's a very pure movie, isn't it? It is. It's it's very earnest and Mm. and so earnest in what it wants to impart.
2: I honestly, like, yeah, you can't start, you know, talking about like uh, the lessons that Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit have taught. But... I think essentially, for me personally, those movies changed the way that I viewed uh, protagonists in film. Like everything is benchmark after those movies, everything is benchmark against the Hobbits. Uh, simple acts of kindness and love. So you know, like you can have the bombastic action scenes and you can save the world, you can do all the superpower thing. But would you jump in front of a grenade without the superpowers? Uh, would you sacrifice something to make sure that your friend is okay? Would you follow them to fight the Dark Lord for no reason?
0: Would you choose to go on the longest journey? Journey with really short legs.
2: Really short legs.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. Yes, Sometimes it's true. barefoot. Yeah. yeah, it's not going knowing
2: for it. when your
1: next meal is coming. Yes, Very exactly,
2: important. Yeah. exactly. So those things. So every other hero after the Lord of the Rings is benchmark against Frodo and then um, Bilbo. Um, and if if they fail the test, then they fail the test too. Bad. You know, you're not you're not good as a Hobbit.
0: So life lessons that we've learned from films and TV we want to know what yours are what are the life lessons where did you first watch them uh, you can whatsapp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio Mitrandir, why the halfling
2: I do not know Saruman believes that it is only a great power that can hold evil in check but that is not what I have found.
1: I found it is... the small things, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keeps the darkness at bay.
2: Simple acts of kindness and love. Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps it is because I am afraid. And it gives
0: me courage. none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought.
2: Bruce Freddie Morrissey, BFM 89.9. They'll
0: be so pleased by our success. That he'll reward us too, I'll bet. Perhaps he'll make his special brew. We're saving Spider's food. We visit the henchman and we take
1: our job with pride. We do our best to please him and stay on his good side. My cohorts weren't so dumb. I'm not the dumb one. You're no fun. Shut up, Make me. I got something. Listen now. This one is real good. You'll see. We'll send a present to his door. Upon there'll be a note to read. Now in the box, we'll wait and hide until his curiosity he entices him to look inside. And then we'll have him. One, two, three. Peating up the sandy claws, him with a stick. Lock him up for 90 years. See what makes him take.
0: FM 89.9 <laughs> Oh, nine. And you're listening to Popcorn Culture Supercut with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And tonight we are talking about life lessons that we've taken from film and TV and asking you, what are some of yours? What are the lessons that you've learned from watching stuff? Um, we want to know firstly the lessons, but then also the film or show that you watched it on and why it made an impact on you. Uh, you can WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. So we're taking a turn. Right. I think, I think we can officially say we're taking a turn because that little clip makes it sound like my life lesson from Nightmare Before Christmas is like kidnap and murder. It does sound a little bit like that. Yes. Yeah. Chop him into bits, etc. <laughs> um, OK, so Nightmare Before Christmas was uh, my choice and I went with it because I remember watching it as a young kid and then I remember watching it again as a teenager and in both instances it was really formative I think there's something about the gruesome dark weirdness of Nightmare Before Christmas that really I loved Um, and I have a huge soft spot for movies in this vein that do the thing of saying um, hey just be exactly what you were meant to be and be the best version of that. Um, I wept at the end of Fantastic Mr. Fox. I wept at the end of Where the Wild Things Are. Um, And from all of those, that was my lesson. Actually, there are many films that carry that lesson really proudly,
1: right? Because I was thinking of Little Miss Sunshine, which is very Mm. much a similar theme, and particularly because it's about a child, um, a child that's a little bit of an odd duck. um, But... Also, most important movies are just about how it's okay to be weird. Celebrate it. Edward. Edward. Edward Scissorhands. Um, And I think it's an important lesson for anybody. Um, I feel like especially if you watch it at a particular age, if you're the kind of child that often feels like you don't belong. All right, Sharmila. I know, I'm getting a little bit too (laughs) emotional here. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's important to be given this space.
2: You know, on the flip side of that, um, since we're talking about animation and and cartoons, right, it's also important to know what to take away from cartoons, um, especially the stuff... So don't
1: murder and kidnap? No, for... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah,
0: for
2: sure. For sure. Don't
0: beat him with sticks. With sticks. Chop him into bits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, I remember that there was this scene in A Bug's Life uh, where there's like a family of flies that say that they have 24 hours to live or something like that. And I took it as fact. I, I I took it as fact that flies only live for 24 hours. I convinced my family that flies only live for 24 hours. They believe me because I was a nerdy kid and I had like encyclopedias and I love to pull out all these facts. Um, it wasn't until like way later and someone asked me like, where did you learn this information? And I was like, in a bug's life. And I, I don't think my family has trusted me with any kind of information since. Um, but still, as an adult, I, I haven't fact checked. Um to me flies still live for 24 hours and I don't know if that's true or not but just like talking about lessons that come out of cartoons and animation I don't know. Like, a, I don't know if a lot of them fact check themselves or if it's just done for for comedy. Guys, it's fifteen to thirty days.
0: That's, that's how long a
1: housefly lives. Thanks a lot for ruining Arvin's childhood. No, list.
0: okay. Here's the thing. I don't think it ruins it because, in theory, you could be meeting them on day twenty nine or day twenty seven. So True. they only have twenty four hours. True. It's not untrue. Right,
1: okay. it's just the wrong lesson. So then, it's the wrong lesson. So the
0: lesson here is use movies for your
2: emotional lessons and not your factual ones. Not factual lessons. Right. Don't learn about nature from a bug's life <laughs> or anything from Pixar for that matter.
0: Uh, can I just say though, um, while we're talking about animation, that the other thing that I loved about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and its ilk um, was the unbridled creativity. I think that that was the other thing that it's not so much a lesson in the in the movie itself, but in the fact that it was made and in the way that it was made. Because I remember watching it and just being so blown away and, and yet simultaneously feeling like it was um, accessible. Just mm. like I think for most of us, we think we can animate when we like do the stick man on the, the flip book.
2: <laughs> the, the flippy people. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, look at
0: that. I'm Walt Disney. Um, and I think similarly, when it comes to stop motion, it just feels like, well, I have a camera. I have some tissue. Like, I can make mm. it roll across the table. <laughs> and and there's something to be said about taking a lesson of creativity away as well, I think. Oh, that makes me think of how I used to feel about Alice in Wonderland as a
1: kid. Because honestly, that's not a movie that has much of a lesson. Neither the Disney version. Nothing nor we the can book. say on air. That's true. Mm. Um, but there is something to be said for just... Taking your brain into a space that makes it feel excited and stimulated and just like exploring weird new ideas. I think that's a kind of lesson as well.
2: What about the big lessons? Like th- these are like, OK, you can you can uh, filter them down to like very specific things about it's OK to be your yourself or, you know, in certain kind of context. Right. What about stuff like The Lion King, where it's just about it's a lion talking about life, and there are kids who are like five or six or eight watching this, and there's literally a lion talking to you about how animals decompose and become the the ground and the earth, and other animals would eat that grass. It's a lot. It's it's a it's a lot to sort of, di- I don't say digest. It's, it's a lot. To, <laughs> it's a lot to deliver to a bunch of kids. Um, but they didn't care. They didn't they didn't care at all.
0: But so many children's shows are about. Exactly that, mm. right? Yeah. Like so many animals die in the name of children learning about death <laughs> on screen. Bambi. Well, I mean, Rice and Fishball on Twitter, among other things, is bringing up both Lion King and Bambi. Good for teaching kids about death and the circle of life. Land yes. before
2: time, same thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, like my, all yeah, All dogs yeah. go to heaven. Oh, oh that
1: destroyed ouch. me. Mm, yep. I was
0: not ready for that. Mm.
1: So, I I mean, actually, I, I feel increasingly like, Movies and TV shows are the perfect place to learn about these big lessons because sometimes you just need to be on your own, take the time, maybe weep a little bit, and then emerge elevated somewhat.
2: And the smartest things about that, the thing about those movies is that they always have a sense of balance. So, like Lion King has Hakuna Matata at the the second half of that movie to balance out all the tragedy that happens Hakuna in the first. Hakuna
1: Matata is also a great life lesson. It's an yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah. life lesson.
2: Yeah. It's such an amazing life Guys. lesson. It means no worries. (laughs) It means no worries. Like, can you believe? Um, Yeah. And and, uh, even Land Before Time, even Bambi have a way of doing like, okay, so sad thing happens and then you keep going on and then good thing happens. And maybe sad thing happens again, but good thing happens after that. Um, Just the way it's told. And they're told in like short spans, like barely an hour and a half, which is amazing. Um,
0: Not just good things, but good people or, or good meerkats. Can occur, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you, Could be a cat's. in all seriousness, I, I think that that's the lesson, right, in part that you go on um, and that you lose people, but you also gain people. And mm. I think that when you're talking to children or for that matter, adults or anybody about death, that's probably the best lesson that, that one can hope to take away from it. Um, ooh. We got real dark. Um, Let's keep going with Rice and Fishball then who brought up both Lion King and Bambi and go on to say all the palace dramas from Hong Kong, Taiwan and China are corporate survival tips especially those that centre around the Empress and the Concubines. Uh, Turning Red, embrace the beast within you and learn to control it and turn it to your advantage. Shawshank Redemption, Get busy living or get busy dying if you try to ignore the part on how to break out of prison. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that's, you know, Shawshank Redemption is on the top of almost every list on movies that you learn life mm-hmm, lessons yeah. from. Um, I love that quote. Um, and I think it's, again, it's one of those themes that emerge a lot, right? Make the most of the moment. Um, you know, you only have one life, do the best you can with it. Um, I feel like it actually makes for great storytelling.
2: You know what movies like that, but. It doesn't take itself seriously enough, so people don't think of it as a good lesson movie, quote unquote. It's yes, man. Um, it's, it has the same lessons as um, Shawshank Redemption.
0: This is oh my <laughs> god! Is, yeah, I, I mean it's true, but yeah. gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the quality in like it's not a bad movie, yeah. but it's not Shawshank. you know, and it's like people don't look at it like oh, you've taught me something <laughs> that I'm going to carry with me. But it's a, it's a good movie, and it, it's trying to do something.
1: Speaking of odd titles in this vein, though. You know what does do it pretty well? Click.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I knew we were going to (laughs) end up talking about Click. Because Click is... People who don't like Adam Sandler, people who, like, Mm. abjectly just cannot stand the man, will all say Click make me cry. I love Click. I watch it all the time. I get embarrassed at why that movie impacts me so much. Um,
1: And yet, it actually does.
2: The moment the cranberries start... (laughs) it's it's the end like yes. that's it that's when they get you um it's a good movie though um it's genuinely funny it's so it's so dumb it's so dumb <laughs> it's the best of adam sandler but it's also the worst of adam sandler um but i cannot if like that movie's on i'll watch it any day like any day
0: yeah agreed yeah. Uh, i don't know why no, but actually i do know why i think it's because it's a pleasant it's a pleasant. An emotionally satisfying way to digest a lesson that it's good to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. Which mm. is a weird thing, I, th- I know, to say about an Adam Sandler movie. But in the case of Click, it's true. Like, it's nice to be reminded to love the people you love and to live in the moment. And it's fun to watch it with a science fiction device or a science fiction gizmo as introduced by Christopher Walken.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So it, it just kind of covers all your bases.
2: On that subject of, like, um, good quality movie, bad quality movie, Click is, like, everything everywhere all at once. Same lessons. Exact same lessons. Oh, God.
0: Minus the existential crisis. That's true.
2: Yes. Yeah, to be fair.
0: Because the the donut in everything everywhere... And the comparison to the eye, right? Like yeah. I don't think click gets metaphysical like that. And if it does, I mean, if someone has written something or <laughs> or seen something <laughs> that makes that comparison, please let us know. Vilvarajan says TV shows like Modern Family and Schitt's Creek teach me taught me the true message uh, or the true meaning of being in a family. Unbe Seven is a movie that is filled with lessons and to be recommended for everyone to watch at least once.
1: Anbe Sivam is one of my top 10 favourite movies of all time. Mm. Um, it stars Kamal Hassan and Madhavan and it's such a good film. Um, it's a film about probably the simplest thing that you, as long as you do good, um, or rather Anbe Sivam literally translates into love is God. Um, and it talks about the value of just doing the best you can with the people
0: around you. And it's just such a powerful movie. Uh, sorry, HX, just to quickly jump in, has said, Bagel, sorry, Thank you, HX. I needed that check. I what said donut. What did you say? Donut? I said donut. Oh, how could oh. you? I went mm. with the fried version. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you very much for that. I was seeing the shape and then I just went all Malaysian with it. I was like, what is that donut? Sure. Um, okay. Okay. If we go back to the other ones being brought up, uh, Sarah Sata says, familiar wife, emotional connections between husband and wife is key. Um, This is a K-drama that I hadn't watched.
1: I hadn't either. Mm.
0: I was looking it up. I must
1: say the premise sounds really interesting about someone who travels back in, travels through time and then realizes that his entire life has changed.
2: Oh, this is like, I mean, it reminds me of Eternal Sunshine. Um, And there are so many movies like that, right? And TV shows that deal with like, relationships and dealing with bad relationships or breakups or sadness. Um, And that whole idea of not trying to erase the past and just, you know, pushing forward into the future, because if you try to erase the past, then it becomes like much, much worse.
0: This is also the premise of everything, everywhere, all at once. It is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The finding satisfaction in your own life, which is also a theme of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> right. So that it's it's all coming full bagel. Um, <laughs> we, we have uh, another one. Okay, this I feel like is a little bit debatable. Again, a reminder that if we're talking today about life lessons that we learn from films and TV, and we want to know what yours are, what have you learned from watching something? What is the lesson and what is the thing that you watch that you learned that lesson from? We want to know both. You can WhatsApp 18 tweet us at BFM Radio. So Shah on Instagram says, 500 Days of Summer, never fall in love with the emotionally unavailable people. Oh, hmm. that's an interesting one. Because
1: depending on how you watch that movie and what you took away from it, you could also argue that the lesson from 500 Days of Summer is don't assume that everyone feels the way you do about a relationship?
2: Yeah, Um, I think there was a recent, not recent, about five, six years ago, Joseph Gordon-Levitt himself came out with an interview and said that that's the lesson that they were trying not to teach with that movie. Like, So he's playing that trope. Um, and he's playing that role very specifically to go like this. These are the things that you shouldn't pick up from the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character. I forgot his name. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's the opposite.
1: And all those debates about who's the actual villain, right? His character or Summer. And for a long time, there was this Summer's the villain, Summer's the villain. Um, How can Summer be
0: the villain when you don't know anything about her? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's the thing, right? Like you don't know one. I, mean, I think, by the way, none of this is to invalidate your lesson that you've taken away from the movie. Mm. I think if that's the lesson you've taken away, it's a good one. That's actually a fair one. And it's a good lesson. Correct, correct, to apply to your life. Um, But I think that that's the interesting thing about taking lessons from pieces of story and art, that you can always kind of reverse it or or talk about it, and that's part of the fun. Because the other thing about 500 Days is it super depends on when you watch it. Um, I I think that, uh, to put it very brutally... Did you just get dumped or did you just dump somebody? Who, who <laughs> yes. were you in that mm. equation? And I think depending on who you are, when you watch it, um, all of that will determine what you take away from that movie.
2: Also at what age, right? So yeah, if, if 100%. You, you watch it as like a 15-year-old, like a teenager, you have completely different perception and, and you, know, you take different things from the movie. As a more matured person, I think the movie works in a very, very different way.
0: Well, that leads me, uh, by the way, before we go on to more recommendations and some of our picks as well, that leads me to ask, um, how do we make rom coms answer for the lessons that they've <laughs> imparted <laughs> so wrongly and badly to everyone? Because there are very few and I am I've said this before, I'm a fan of the rom-com. I enjoy it, I enjoy good ones, I even I enjoy bad ones. But there are some where you look at it and you think Oh, this is such a good story, but why is this the lesson? This is awful.
1: Actually, I've had to contend a lot with how much... Things like rom-coms shaped my view of relationships and gender relations and all of that. And then as an adult, I look back and go, my God, those were bad lessons to grow up with. Yeah. Um, things like you have to change yourself before someone will fall in love with you. That in fact, falling in love with someone is the thing to aspire to. There's so many poor lessons from these movies. And you're right, Like I, we see it changing a little bit now and I think there's a lot of rom-coms themselves are answering for some of those problems. But it's a tough one.
2: Is the cop-out answer to say that they were not trying to intellectualize anything? Like they had no lessons. They were not even thinking about teaching anyone anything and it was just like in that genre see
0: i i feel like they can't say that because part of the genre is punishing people uh punishing characters that the movie felt was immoral so for Mm. example the career woman um the cheating husband like like they have moral it's like watching wow we're really going in strange directions tonight because i was gonna say it's like watching a horror movie watching a rom-com is like watching a horror in that you know who's going to have a happy ending and you know who isn't. When you start off watching a horror movie, you know early on who's going to die and why. Um, you know that, I mean, that kind of horror movie, right? Slashes or things where people get picked off one by one. And similarly with rom-coms, they have this sort of moralising built into them. They want you to do all the quote-unquote correct things to get the happy ending. That's part of their function.
2: Catherine Heigl cannot be the same Katherine Heigl at the beginning of the movie that she is at the no. end of the movie. Has something
0: to, has to change. Something she has to, yeah, change. she has to change. She has to change. She has She's to not change. good enough. She has, she has to change <laughs> if she wants to
1: achieve the thing you're supposed to achieve, which is to find a man and be happy.
0: The quirky yet stable man. Yes, <laughs> the that's guy. right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy that was always there, but you never realised was the one you needed to be with all along.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I think that they're trying, but there's also something about the fundamental structure of a rom-com that means it is what it is. I, I think it's difficult for it to change. And maybe the only thing to say is don't take lessons from rom-coms. <laughs> that said, right, and I know 10 Things I Hate About You is not a rom-com, but having re-watched
1: it recently, I suppose it's like a teenage comedy more than a rom-com. Yeah, um, I did feel that that handled all of these issues a lot better than I thought it would. Um, I've always been a little afraid to rewatch because I love that movie as a teenager, uh, but surprisingly ahead of its time.
2: Since we're talking about this, now I'm wondering is that why the rom com died out? Like, because people were just watching it and going, yeah, this doesn't make any sense, like in, in real life?
1: I suspect maybe a little bit. It was starting to feel a bit stale.
2: Mm, I think so. I
0: was going to make
2: a really flippant
0: uh, remark about, oh, all they need is Julia Roberts to do one, but she did last year with George <laughs> Clooney. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that one, that's not a good film, but it was very enjoyable. And the lesson was, I don't know, you can hate people, but it's hard in Bali. The lesson is beautiful people can be in Bali and we'll all watch it.
2: Yeah, can be in Bali,
0: we'll all watch it. Doesn't really make sense, but we're happy they're there.
2: Yeah, (laughs) why not? Yeah, why not? That's
0: fine. Um, Okay, again, we want to know what your life lessons from films or shows are and what those films or shows were that you took those life lessons from, uh, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back for more of your recommendations. But before that, uh, our next clip, Sharmila, you want to introduce it? Yes.
1: So this is um, probably one of the earliest films I've watched that made me think about Good and evil, or what's what? What a moral standpoint is right. So it's it's Nayagan by Mani Ratnam. It's often held up as one of the best Indian films of all time. Um, It stars Kamal Hassan, and I think for me. The life lesson that I took away from this is what is right or wrong can often look very different depending on where you're looking at it from. Um, And even today, uh, because the movie was out in the 80s, even today I feel like that's a really revolutionary point of view to bring to a movie that's essentially about gangsters and and, and how often the choices one makes are very much dictated by the circumstances that they grew up in and, and that they exist within
2: this is what I meant by big lessons yes it's like these are huge huge lessons too. Mm-hmm. at what age did you watch I was, this
1: I can't like I cannot remember that. I cannot remember existing without having watched it so mm. very early on and I think in some ways right these kinds of movies end up being very formative yeah uh, because it really shapes how you think about issues
2: and also view other movies yes I think yeah <laughs>
1: Penny Be Free Minded BFM eighty nine point nine
2: If you look at the ten hottest years ever measured. They've all occurred in the last 14 years, and the hottest of all was 2005. Scientific consensus is that we are causing
0: global warming. I am Al Gore, I used to be the next president of the United States of America. This is really not a political issue so much as a moral issue. Temperature increases are taking
2: place all over the world, that's causing
0: stronger storms. BFM 89.9, it's 8.31 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is our Supercut tonight. You are with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're talking about life lessons that we learned from film and television. And asking you, what are some of yours? If you want to share, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So we wanted to give a brief shout out to documentaries, even though we had the Bug's Life example, <laughs> the true <laughs> documentary, of, you know, of maybe not taking not taking facts um, about bugs from a bug's life, <laughs> but the I think documentaries, for better or for worse, do a lot in shaping worldviews. Um, how effective they are in today's day and age, I think, is an interesting question to ask. But certainly, when we were growing up, and there wasn't as much access to the internet and the like, big deal isn't it weird that Inconvenient Truth actually only came out in
1: 2006? Because I was thinking about how before Inconvenient Truth came out, this conversation about climate change and uh, global warming was not the way it was. It was just for hippies. It was. And mm. this really significantly changed the conversation. It put it on the global map. Um, it turned it into an issue. And today, it's a it's a reality that we've now, hopefully, most of us have acknowledged. Um, but that's the power of something like a documentary, right? Uh, Bowling for Columbine, Blackfish. There's so many examples of documentaries that have actually changed the way people think about um, the problems that face us.
2: For me, um, on a slightly smaller scale, it was uh, Super Size Me. Um, oh yes. Yeah, that that completely changed the way because they're talking about like fast food and and stuff like that, right? So that that changed the way I saw those things. Um, I, I love and hate these sorts of documentaries like Inconvenient Truth. Um, there was one that came on in 2020, uh, A Life on Our Planet, where it's all about like, oh, there was an age of like the, the Holocene and it was everything was working so well. And now we're on the decline and everything's going bad. It, it's it's good. They're so good. And they do teach you lessons. But I'm not going to lie. One of the biggest lessons I always come, come away with is like, we completely botched this. And now everything is going to get way worse as the years go by. And it's not the lesson you're supposed to take away. But I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I recycle when I can, like every plastic <laughs> bottle. What more do you want? You know, um, but yeah, like you feel helpless. You feel helpless is the thing.
0: So an inconvenient truth is interesting because I think that it, it this is the thing, right? It reaches the widest possible audience and then people are going to take it differently. Like, I believe that there are probably, or I'm sure that there are people who went on to work in climate activism or to become environmentalists because of an inconvenient truth. And then there are others who are inspired to recycle. And I think that in in if you look at the scope of influence of a movie, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Mm. Uh, I was thinking about that movie, not movie, a series on Netflix that I can't remember the name of um that kind of looked at veganism. Arnold Schwarzenegger's vegan documentary is this hitting uh oh yeah yeah uh, oh, it was a Netflix.
2: Yes, yes. Um yeah where well, they, they, they tested the athletes like uh, blood type and they were comparing the game, the game changer. Game ah, changer yeah right. so um,
0: and I was thinking about how many people perhaps went vegan because of that movie mm. or at least temporarily did And I think it's just acknowledging that the scope of influence a movie is going to have is like that. That's what it is. Or Okja, actually, come to think of it. Oh, Oh, um, yeah. So I've always been fascinated by the fact that director Bong himself said that he went vegan because of Okja, but it hasn't sustained. When he went back to Korea and I think he smelled a grill, (laughs) a grilled something, he was like, well, okay. No, but I,
1: I think your point is actually a really good one that what the lesson is and how it impacts people can actually vary, right? Because for some people, it may be a small one. Um, I'm not going to be mean to my co-worker. And that's fine. It's fine mm. that you take that away from a movie that's about kindness. For others, it might be, I want to learn how to be a psychologist or a therapist and actively help people feel better about themselves. And I think that's also great. But that's the really awesome thing about um, the premise of today's show, that, The mere act of engaging with a work of art can actually shift the needle for so many people.
2: But I think for documentaries, it becomes slightly tougher because you can't interpret it the way that you want, like with other movies or works of fiction, right? Um, And you can't even take it lightly, like... You can't watch an Inconvenient Truth and then come on going like, oh, I guess everything's still so okay. So it crosses
1: that line that Lynn yeah. brought up um,
0: with the moralizing versus offering a point of view. Exactly. So um, neither of you have watched Blackfish. We were talking about this. No, because, I've because... watched
1: clips, but not the whole thing. Yeah,
0: because I was thinking about that um, when we were discussing documentary because it's one of the most impactful documentaries that I've seen. And, and the reason for it is not necessarily because I was going to um, under like sea parks all the time. Like, all the time every weekend so it's not that kind of change but i think what it did for me was a i don't go to them now um but also it kind of shape the way I think about loving animals. And I think that for animal lovers, especially younger animal lovers, that might be a good thing to have because you see people bringing their children to to zoos um, or to aquariums and the like because you want them to love animals. You want them to have that kind of interaction. And the argument that Blackfish makes is that that's not the way to enjoy mm interacting or, or seeing something from the wild. And that was very powerful. I still think about that all the time. So on that related note, actually, I think of all the National Geographic documentaries that I used to
1: watch as a kid or the Discovery Channel ones. And similarly, I think what's really lovely about those shows is that they show you an animal in its natural environment. Uh, because as a kid as well, there was always this sense of awe and, and amazement at...
0: Allowing animals to be, and yeah. there's a big difference between that and seeing them in a cage, isn't it? The first time you think to yourself, "I don't understand why you let the lion kill the thing."
1: Yes, you know, it's, it's when the, they're shooting yeah, yeah, the yeah. documentary. Yeah. Yes,
0: it's the sudden realization of well, if the polar bear is starving feed it, um, you know, and recognising, no, that's not how it works. And and that's not what you're watching this for. That's a lesson in itself. That's the difference
2: between, I mean, in a a weird way, that's the divide between watching something like a Jurassic Park, where you interfere a lot, (laughs) versus like watching a documentary where you have no choice, like you just have to let nature be nature and do its thing.
0: Jurassic Park is a bit of a 500 Days of Summer, you know. I think it depends who who watches it. Um, It's going to determine what kind of lesson they take away because you might want to be Dr. Henry Wu. You might. You might be like, you know what? This
2: this is cool. Science can change things. <laughs> Isn't that what we thought when we were kids? That like, science was cool? Like we no, I mean like we were not listening to like the uh, to to uh, Ian Malcolm <laughs> Ramble on um, and Ramble on, on. <laughs> we were like, what, what are they talking about Like this is so cool Like there's a T-Rex And there's a Triceratops Like there's no comprehension Of of why this is wrong I think a lot of wrong. kids
1: Took away the lesson That it would be really cool To live in a world with dinosaurs That my, was my lesson
2: <laughs> I, my dudes,
0: I am an adult And I still think That if the park existed And I could pay for it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That I'd be the able to resist same breath yes, After talking Black about fish. Fish. Blackfish Yeah but these are like Engineered um, Okay anyway <laughs> Anyway, let's not talk about my hypocrisy, you guys. Um if we go back to the messages, uh Hello Ristina says people are built differently, so celebrate differences. Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, Forrest mm. Gump, I mean, like you said, Arvin, Forrest Gump is just chock full of lessons.
2: Movies with lessons like that should not have a sequel. When they're thinking of coming out with a sequel, I don't think you can you can follow up a lesson with more lessons. You can't
0: keep watching Forrest, like, not learn, but learn, not learn, but learn. Yes, You know, it It doesn't really make sense. No. Yeah. Also, Forrest Gump, I think, is a one-off. Like, this this whole wise fool thing is very hard to replicate.
1: No, and, and I also think it's very much of its time. I feel like that trope wouldn't work today anymore.
2: With today's Tom Hanks, no. <laughs>
1: with today's environment i think yeah, yeah and the way we might perceive a character like that no not at all
0: um Ukal says watched pearl and the monologue hits home i hate that i felt the same way but glad to see i'm not the only one minus the murder in this house we only butcher feelings <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched pearl but now you make me want to uh yeah pearl actually sounds very interesting yeah. I-, I haven't seen it either uh no says life is truly precious uh, from awakenings Oh, I haven't oh, watched that. That's a, I, that, that's a weepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a good one though. But it's
2: this the De Niro, Robin Williams yes, one. Yes, yes, oh, I think it's a so. good yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a weepy though.
0: Uh, Yanita says, "Don't elope from Cadal, Am I saying that right? Oh, Kadal. Kadal, mm. yeah.
1: I haven't watched Kadal, but Don't Elope is a lesson that you get from a number of
2: Indian films. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We're back to the don't go in the water when there's a shark yes. territory, I think. <laughs> um, Sophia has a nice one. Devil Wears Prada. There is a difference between being feared and respected. Nice.
2: Very nice. Yeah,
0: I would add there's a difference between being feared, respected and loved.
1: Yes. and And, you know, one could argue, actually, both... Um, both Miranda Priestley and Andy learn a number of important lessons in that film.
2: I thought the lesson was that you know things are only as important as people make them out to be like it's oh, like that's the, a good one like no. the industry is so important to the people that are in it.
0: You took the lesson from Andy's boyfriend
2: yeah 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 oh, that's, oh, that's, and, right. that's the yeah. Andy boyfriend lesson and Andy to a certain extent yes, in the beginning yes. like yeah. was half Andy yeah yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know why. That felt like insight. Um, Anil says, I got into life hacks watching MacGyver growing up. I used to sit in front of the TV just before the news finished waiting for the next episode. So today I'm I'm good with life hacks. Hmm.
1: I love that shout. I know this doesn't sound like it's related, but it is because it just reminded me of Art Attack and how every week I had a new project that I just had to try because I learned about it from Art Attack. My parents hated that show.
2: Neil Buchanan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Neil the
0: Best, him and Bill Nye,
1: defining Ooh, characters in notch. my childhood. Yes, yes. Top notch.
2: Learned
0: so much from Bill Nye. Um, by the way, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, we didn't get Mr. Rogers here, but did you guys watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Yes, yes yeah. 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 We, we reviewed it. We did reviewed we not? it. Yeah, that's a nice one for lessons as well. It's lovely. Yeah, about um, kindness so and yeah. neighborliness. Yeah. Um, we also, by the way, Anil loved MacGyver. <laughs> Sorry, just just <laughs> wanted to say that before we moved on. Love it. I'm not great with life hacks, but I respect I respect the hustle. Um Ferhat says you forgot about the Iron Giant. This came in very early in our show. No, we did not. I
1: just my heart breaks with Iron Giant, mm. so I can't always watch it. I love that movie. I think I think that lesson about um you don't, you can choose who you want to be despite the circumstances that you might be. Be born in,
2: yeah,
1: is so profound.
2: It's also probably one of the two reasons that I don't completely hate Vin Diesel as a, as an actor. <laughs> Root um, is the other one, so it's all yeah. voice, it's all voice, right? It's Fair enough.
0: Voice. Uh, Nasir says, The Fox and the Hound, forever is a long time, and time has a way of changing things. Oh. And then Mama Owl,
2: oh, oh. Mm.
0: okay. Mm. We started the show, Nasir, by talking about uh, Fox and the Hound. If you missed it, we were all this uh, this, the it's it's, it's this this, mood now yeah yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing Um, Faisal says my life lesson on crisis management Winston Wolfe in Pulp Fiction look how calm he was in (laughs) assessing the whole situation (laughs) instructing two blood-soaked gangsters to clean up a car getting the problem solved in time while asking for a cup of coffee in between
1: I don't Uh, know what to
0: make of this (laughs) crisis management yeah sure we're back we're back to kidnap the Sandy Claws
2: territory like, like, like it's a slightly violent lesson but it's a good one nonetheless Actually, all, most of Quentin Tarantino's movies are lessons in crisis management. True. Crisis happens True. and you don't stop.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino's a self-help guru.
2: Yeah.
0: For crisis management. For crisis management. Specifically. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> so like, he's a corporate I, management guru. Yes. I, right, I wouldn't then. take advice on like everything, <laughs> yeah. but, but crisis management is fine. Um, HX, checks whose HX says, Inside Out was a movie that really hit home at a time where it was tough to stay happy, so it'll always have a special place in my heart. Surprisingly, I learned a lot from Community's Giant Hand episode about letting go. Abed had a really good quote that goes, this giant hand was sent down to us to increase our mastery to hold on... And let go. The quote doesn't make sense without context, but that episode was a lot of fun. And yes, rom-coms are just about the feels and romanticizing heteronormativity. Absolutely hated the ugly truth and what women want. Those two are just horrible.
1: Oh, those are actually great examples of really bad
0: rom-coms. Bride Wars is a terrible rom-com.
1: Is that the Bride... one with Kate Hudson? And, um, and Anne Hathaway? Yes. Ah, yes.
2: Right. What's the good one where there's like... Um... Now I'm forgetting like all their names. Melissa McCarthy is Bridesmaids. That's Bridesmaids. Yes. 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 That's a good one. Uh,
0: but that one isn't a rom-com. It's not a rom-com. Yeah, because mm. that's just a comedy about women.
2: Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes.
0: Whereas if that had been a rom-com, oh, if that had been a rom-com, it would have been gross. Yeah. I think. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure they could have found a way to make it good. Uh, we do have a message <laughs> talking about Bridget Jones, which I think is an example. Bridget's a rom-com, right? Bridget's a rom-com. Yeah. It's also a chick flick, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. They're almost one in the same. I think yeah. There's a both. lot yeah. of crossover,
0: yeah. but I think that one has nice lessons in it.
1: It has nice lessons. Um, It it also has some of the problems that we've been talking about.
0: Yeah, but you can be loved just as you are. That's true.
1: Um, I feel like it does so well with the lessons that you don't mind the sort of slightly antiquated approach.
2: Oh, see, I saw those as they were very surface level movies for me. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I I didn't think that they were they had anything in the best way. I didn't think they had anything to say.
0: It's not a they. So I would say the first movie. I was just going to say only the first. The second and third are... Uh, Just these. (laughs) We we don't need to talk about them. Uh, Wan Siang says, Naruto. Naruto's never give up because it's not my ninja way value impacted me so much. As a child, I always told myself not to give up because good things would eventually come if I persisted. It's such a simple value, but with it being instilled when you were a child, it's very powerful. I think I grew up becoming a more resilient person and I always thank Naruto for that. Even superhero cartoons and characters also help shape my personal values, um, such as super. Superman, Batman, Spider Man. I really encourage parents to let their children watch cartoons and anime if you know they have great lessons to learn from.
1: I know Naruto's like a gold standard title. Um, I'm not comparing, but Captain Planet was that for me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I learned about like what toxic spill oil spills, yeah.
0: (laughs) I learned about that. I learned that despite heart, Always getting injured. Still very important. Without it heart. It is important, yeah. You can't yeah. make the guy. <laughs> like, you can't come together. So, you know, that there was that. Um, I, I've i spoken about this before, but as I'm thinking, like, thankfully, my brain's caught up. I didn't get a lesson from Dorimon, I just loved it. <laughs> Similar to MacGyver, maybe. That you
1: can problem solve with, like, cool stuff.
2: No, but Dorimon does the, the finger-wavy thing. Like, you know, here's something that you have to learn That's from this true. episode. But
0: then everyone just pushes past
2: Doraemon anyway yeah, like Doraemon <laughs>
0: ends half the episodes or books like on his back yeah. like, like flailing and asking for dorayaki
2: actually isn't the lesson to just never wish for things that you cannot handle or comprehend from this cosmic cat or whatever he is <laughs> the, the intergalactic cat yeah I think
1: right so. so yeah I think that might be the Doraemon lesson yeah
2: and they, and they keep doing it every episode
0: yeah <laughs> have again, as again. much fun as you can yeah with the intergalactic cat yes yeah, yeah. yeah. um Okay, this one from Eric. Eric, I'm sorry, I have to censor a little bit. Eric says, Vince Vaughn's character in Wedding Crashes is the absolute reality of love. You get frisky, then you're afraid, and finally you come to a (laughs) realisation.
1: Sorry. Depends what the realisation is, maybe. I can't believe Wedding Crashes came up in an episode about
2: life Life lessons. lessons. I can't believe Vince Vaughn (laughs) is teaching us life lessons.
0: Guys, can I just say though, Wedding Crashes is... A good
2: rom-com.
1: It's a fun film. It's very funny. Yeah,
2: Yeah. It's what rom-coms were supposed to be, I think. Like the benchmark for good rom-coms. Good raunchy rom-coms. Because they're not
0: all raunchy, but this one has a little bit of that. Uh, Rish has a very sweet message. Growing up, I've always been afraid of the dark. It wasn't until I watched Angel and Supernatural that I kind of got over that fear. To quote Dean Winchester, if it bleeds, you can kill it.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: Hmm. It's kind of like Batman also. Oh, in yeah? a way, yeah. Go, yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the the guy, the human being who has no superpowers, who dresses up like a bat and lives <laughs> and lives in the shadows in the darkness where kids normally think all the bad guys live or ghosts, ghouls, you know, things that you don't want to bump into. But the Batman is there, and that's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cool to think about that this guy lives in that space, and the bad guys can't live there if he's out there protecting you. Oh, you know.
1: I never I never thought I'd get schmaltzy about Batman.
2: Oh, very schmaltzy about Batman. He's
0: giving <laughs> yeah. you know life
2: lessons. I mean, <laughs> <Clearly>. I mean.
0: <laughs> um Husni says, talking about documentaries, the recent Okay, can we just agree is it the alpinist or the alpinist? The Alpinist? Alpinist? I don't know. Uh, The recent The Alpinist is one of the most fascinating documentaries I've ever watched. It was the only documentary that put me on the edge of my seat because of its suspense. Um, It's an inspirational movie about an unknown person who was so great at what he could do because of his passion and determination. Oh, this is the one
1: about the climber, I think, right? Yes, yes. yes. Um, I've not watched it, but I've heard so many people
0: who say that it it just completely blew their minds.
2: I've not heard of this actually, um, but I will check it out.
0: Oh, uh, I, I heard of it because I think it was yeah getting extremely extremely good reviews, um, mm. and I think that uh, I, I, the com- the comparison would probably be if I had to guess to something like Free Solo, yes. um, yeah, as well yeah, yeah. as thirteen is it thirteen Peaks that I'm thinking of um, the documentary that was on Netflix. So I think it's about this idea of people and perseverance and the like, which. If we're talking about doing wild adventures, it's also 127 hours, depending. Mm. Yeah, um, Gan says, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Self-respect, greater than love. That's a good lesson.
1: Although I yeah. think when we re Scott, rewatch Scott Pilgrim, we kind of felt like it hadn't aged so well.
0: Mm. So I, I think this is a little bit um, like 500 Days. And again, um, to state very clearly... Your lesson is your lesson, and uh, we're not invalidating it because everybody watches films and takes things away differently. But I think it depends on who you relate to. Yes. Yeah, So, and how much you feel you can relate to Scott. Because if you, if you relate lots to Scott, then yeah, this is 100% the lesson.
2: And like Iron said, when you watch the film. When you watch it, yeah, that's super, super important.
0: Jason says, 12 years a slave, freedom isn't free, don't take it for granted. Oh, um, 12 Years a Slave, a lot of movies of that genre, right? Like, they're
1: loaded with lessons. um, And I think they're so important. But it can also feel sometimes like it's difficult to live in that space.
2: Yeah, because it's not, that's not the, I don't know, to me, that's not the main lesson, right? The main lesson is that, oh, like, don't be terrible. (laughs)
1: I mean, yes. You know what I mean? Or sometimes I almost feel like the lesson is the world is an awful place. And and yeah. that can
0: be a little bit of a depressing lesson to come away with. So I think with 12 Years a Slave, um, we, we talked about this, about uh, greater social issues and why not that many of them made it into our final list of clips. And and I was thinking about it because I, I feel like sometimes it's very hard to take a movie that is about this huge social issue and find a lesson with light in it. And we were quite determined, I think because of the time of year, or whatever, um, to have that little bit of, of light. Because the truth is, the effects of slavery are still felt today. And so I can't find it in me to go like, Yay, with 12 Years a Slave, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's really hard. I find, though, something like Schindler's List um,
1: manages to do it. Maybe partly, like you said, it's a bit of distance. Mm. Um, but also because it, it sort of centres it around one person doing something... Can make a difference against this backdrop of awfulness. Uh, recently, Andor actually also um, had mm. like so beautifully um, encompasses how individual action can make a big difference collectively, um, and I think that's maybe one way to bring these these lessons closer to home.
2: I find it very difficult to, to take lessons, especially if they are based on uh, true stories. Because it's always like, it's that thing like, you know, like your people can be terrible and, you know, people Mm. do awful things. So for me, it's that it's like, how much do you take away? How much good do you take away from this horrendous situation? Um, I I didn't mean to follow up Andor with like historical accuracy because (laughs) that's not a true story. But you know what I mean? Like 12 years a slave.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of Andor, uh, Dr. Jag says, my movie lesson, Mandalorian. This is the way, a doctor's way of life. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: I'm so jealous that you can actually say this right? is the way. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I always do it, then I feel like a fraud. But a doctor could. A doctor totally could. Yes. Also,
0: it would cheer me up tremendously yes. to it hear would. it said Yeah. Mm-hmm. in a hospital setting, like mm-hmm. this is the way.
2: I mean, don't wear a helmet because yeah. that would be a bit
0: like bedside yeah. manner. I mean, yeah, come yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> like like yeah. I need to see your eyes. Um Ku says, minus Klaus, always keep your heart open, which is a movie I have to confess I have not seen. Um it is a Spanish-American animated Christmas film. It is. It's yeah. on my list of one to watch because it looks lovely.
2: It's a beautiful, beautiful movie, that one. Oh, so, yeah? so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Lovely. Um, Eugene, okay, following up with pulling up cool with like a hot dose of reality Eugene says Constantine for me it's about selflessness and redemption but ultimately the devil and evil will find ways to mess up whatever you think you have undone
2: oh wow <laughs> I know. well then I, I don't even think Constantine was out to teach that lesson I think it was, <laughs> it was supposed to stop at the redemption part
0: <laughs> Eugene you go so hard I know <laughs> this is like yeah and hardcore. we went from Mandalorian to that okay Dan says The Dark Knight it's not about the money it's about the message
2: Oh, that's... A, <laughs> so, you, no, you shouldn't be listening I to know. him for lessons. Like, you listen to the other guy, <laughs> like the Batman's literally in that movie, but you're listening to the clown.
0: I mean, you had such a beautiful point earlier about the Batman. Now I know. Yeah. Hear the no. people
2: who exist in the dark with you, uh-huh, uh-huh. the Joaquin Phoenix supporters.
0: <laughs> um, RF says, "Blood Diamond shows us the luxury that the developed world is enjoying is at the expense of developing or underdeveloped nation. Plus, it's also a tale of a parent or father's love for their child. I loved it, and it really changed my worldview."
1: Well that's a nice one. Um and, and perhaps I think um honestly, I don't think I ever thought of blood diamonds as being an issue until that movie came out.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That taught me a lot about like the you know, the way these diamonds are produced. Oof, tough.
0: Um so I think we've got time now to close with a with a message, um, a rather lovely one that we've received from Jesper. Um, So Jesper says some of my favourite movies and TV series where lessons are learned where lessons were learned are, and it's a substantive list, The Sound of Music, to love your children as they are, have confidence uh, Mary Poppins, to make time for your children do not overwork until you forget how to enjoy life and a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. (laughs) Uh, My Fair Lady, in behaving properly in public and the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, to whistle while you Cinderella to be kind, Sleeping Beauty to not touch the spindle <laughs> of a spinning wheel, um, Robin Hood to give to the poor, Pinocchio to not lie, if not your nose will grow long, the Ugly Duckling and the Swan Princess that there is always beauty in the odd one out, Dumbo to have courage, Peter Pan to think of wonderful thoughts in order to fly. Christmas Carol and Scrooge to give to others. If not, you will be visited by three ghosts. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast, (laughs) that you need to be a bookworm. Then you can find the beauty in something hideous. The Little Mermaid to follow your dreams. Finding Nemo to just keep swimming. Alice in Wonderland to not worry too much. Up, Winnie the Pooh and Fox and the Hound on friendship. 101 Dalmatians to not wear fur coats because they're made from animal skin. Uh, Captain Planet to not pollute the earth. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that martial arts is important to be used in a good way to protect yourself.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. That is a great
0: list. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, just
0: stellar. Um, PJ
2: says, In Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. I I never think of that
1: movie often enough, but it's actually such a good movie.
2: Determination. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. Um, And Carol says, Dr. Death on HBO. When patient safety is below money and profit, the medical system is not going to help you get justice. Uh, I've not watched Dr. Death but yeah we're in Blackfish territory yeah Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but oh guys thank you everybody for sharing your life lessons I feel warmed and slightly frightened by some of the darker (laughs) ones. But uh, thank you, everybody, for getting in touch and for sharing your recommendations and your movie and show-based life lessons. If you want to keep them coming, we love hearing from you well after the show is over. Um, You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. And as always, you can also write to us at movies at bfm.my. Thank you so much for listening.